the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Rachel, another day, another sleigh, as they like to say. Here we are. We're slaying. We're recording the Staff and Graph podcast, as we always do. Um, how you doing? I'm good. I'm nearly deaf. Yeah, because you had some another fire. This is the thing I don't miss about living in condos is the amount of testing, the amount of just like maintenance stuff that they always have to. There's always something going on. Like literally always. Always. They so don't get me wrong. I'm here for fire safety. Like let's mm-hmm. let's just get that straight. No, we're very anti fire safety on this but podcast. Run into open flames, kids. <laughs> I do not stop, drop, and roll. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I don't understand why. So I get why you need to test like within suites. Yes. But why is it that when you press the guy's suite that's like across back there that it has to go off in my suite too? You know what I mean? It's like just test it in my suite. Shut. And they tell you like when they uh, when they make the announcement, right? They tell you, hey, if there's an actual emergency, we'll come on this PA and we'll let you mm-hmm. know. So as far as I'm concerned, shut her down, like shut all the alarms off and just test the ones in the suite. Because like while they were on my floor, the thing went off like 30 times mm-hmm. and it wasn't even just my fire alarm. It was the carbon monoxide detector, too. So it was just like extraordinarily loud. Like I felt myself vibrating. Like I felt my brain yeah. vibrating in my head. But the good news is, is the only thing that's running right now is my dishwasher, yeah. which is also apparently on the fridge. These are all very first world problems, obviously. Like <laughs> you know, we have a very loud fire alarm in your condo and a very loud dishwasher. You know, you show this to a pilgrim or something, it would <laughs> blow their minds. Um, yeah, like know. there's people that don't have dishwashers. Meanwhile, I don't I'm- have a dishwasher. I do everything by hand. I'm, I have I to wash. I have to wash my plates and like my. I have to wash my non-cutlery, non-cooking mm-hmm. utensils by hand because my grandfather gifted them yeah. to me, and they will break if I put them in the dishwasher. So like, I actually take great pride in washing them, very much like this table that you've banged your shin off of oh, about my, this seventeen ta- times. This table is my arch enemy. Like, I have legitimately banged my shin on this table. A million times, but and and this table is a very sturdy table, so it's not very forgiving. No, it, this is not a plywood or particle board table. It's not an IKEA table. Absolutely not. Um, speaking hockey. of of uh, yes, I would say hockey. But speaking of injuries, I guess we'll talk about real quick uh, the fact that Jack Hughes out week to week apparently avoided what could be way worse. So like, is everything fine, or do we need to grab the dog? We got it. If you're if you are part of um, if you are part of like the New Jersey Devils fandom, it might be an everything, uh, everything is fine or this is fine situation because Jack Hughes out week to week. And keep in mind, this is the Jack Hughes who was having a start to the season statistically that was on par with like the Wayne Gretzky's and the, the Connor Mark, McDavid. Yeah, like he was, he was establishing himself as one of the best players uh, or continuing to establish himself in that next level of elite player. But this is kind of like the, the point that I mean, like a bunch of people came after me for, which okay. was like, I wasn't ready and I'm still not ready to put Jack Hughes in the same tier as McDavid, Dreisaitl, mm-hmm. Matthews, McKinnon, McCarr. 
part of it is because you have to do it for multiple seasons, right? And the other thing was, I wasn't convinced that if he played this game, he was going to remain healthy. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, we are now at this situation again. And it's terrible because Jack Hughes, like, let's face it. I mean, McDavid missed a few games. He's now back. But Jack Hughes was leading the Hart Trophy conversation in the first month of the season. And I was getting ready to basically come on the pod and be like, I've now put him in the category of kind of the, mm. or at least he's almost there. He's not as good defensively as like no. you need to be to be like a 200 foot impact player. But now like he's playing, he was playing such a phenomenal game and now he's hurt. And by all accounts, just like the people I've spoken to, like there was originally fear that he might be done for like six, six or eight months, which would have ended his season effectively. Mm. The other issue you have is I believe this is the same shoulder he injured two years ago. Mm. So I wouldn't blame the devils for being a little bit precautious from a week to week perspective. This is your superstar who has proven that when healthy, he is excellent. It's just a matter of, can he stay healthy Right. I would hate to think that Jack Hughes is going to miss like whenever I hear week to week, I always immediately go, okay, so it's at least a month. Yes. Because when coaches say like, here's coaching speak for you. Mm -hmm. Hit me. When coaches say day to day, it's usually about a week. Okay. Right. So you extrapolate that. Actually, when coaches say game time decision eh, for about a week, Mm -hmm. when they say day to day, it's like a week to 10 days kind of thing. So if you extrapolate that to week to week. They don't say we, and they'll always refer to day to day unless it's uh, almost a guarantee that it's week to week. It's like in the NFL when like everyone is questionable, but if 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 a player is ever listed as doubtful, that player is basically dead. So like Justin that. Fields has been listed as doubtful yeah. for two straight weeks. D- Justin Fields may not be alive right now based <laughs> like, on based on that that designation. You like everyone? You could you could shred like Aaron Rodgers after he very clearly as as questionable to come back into the game, right? Like it's very like you gotta, so this is when it's week to week, it's serious. Yeah. So coaches, hockey coaches will not say week to week. You'll very rarely see it. It's either day to day or it's IR. He going to be out a while Yeah, kind of thing. So when they say week to week, it's a lot closer to LTIR than it is day to day, especially with a superstar. Like if you notice with McDavid, they were like, he's day to day. He's not going to miss any more than like a week or two. And he only missed a week. Yeah. Right. Whereas Jack Hughes, they were like, eh. and this is really unfortunate for the Devils, who we're going to talk about when we debut our another new segment that we're doing. Um, but it's really unfortunate because I was really enjoying watching Jack play. Who he was wasn't, absolutely appointment television for at the beginning of this year one of my, one of the best players in the league to watch and it's just super unfortunate that he is hurt now and you never know with short first of all shoulders hips back a groin recurring injuries any like major joints for a hockey player dude those can linger if they're not hinge joints so like elbows yeah. knees they're gonna recur mm-hmm. right so if it's a ball and socket joint aka hip and shoulder everywhere kind of around that. So your groin and your back for your hip and for Mm -hmm. your shoulder, it's usually like your upper back or um, just like your ligaments and kind of muscles around your shoulder, a labrum issue, that kind of thing that those that can have long-term impacts. So you just kind of have to hope that um, honestly, you kind of have to hope that it's just a broken clavicle or something like that. 
because broken bones are the the best injuries to heal from. If you have a muscular injury or a um, sort of like a tendon or ligament injury, I mean, like I've been dealing with a tendon injury since I was eight. Yeah, it's literally like we're going on twenty. It'll be twenty years next year, right? So it's one of those it's things tough, we just. Man. The Devils are first of all they're seven three and one. They're a very good hockey team. I'd say. Yeah. Um. So I think they're going to be fine. If you look at it, they've been getting a ton of secondary scoring, right? So they've been getting Tyler Toffoli's been really good. Ducky Hamilton's been really good. Nico Heizer hasn't been scoring a ton, but on both sides of the puck has been phenomenal. Oh yeah. This year, so I just and Alexander Holtz has come up and looked pretty good. So I think they're getting contributions enough to sustain themselves. They might not be you know, a 700 points percentage hockey team with Hughes out of the lineup, but they are more than a good enough team Mm -hmm. to get there and manage without Jack. Oh yeah. And even if they need like, and obviously it's not the same positional group, but like the fact that this is, this is a team that is doing as well as it is now has the, like that has the, uh, uh, the young talent and all the veteran and young talent that they have. And then they have a guy like Nemich on the farm. Now they have guys that can come up, and, and help them. Look, this is a, I, I love this team. Like, this is a, like. They're a super lovable, kind of, like, easy to root for team. Oh, yeah. Um, they're definitely the most exciting in terms of that, the New York metropolitan area. And, like, people got on me for being like, it's the New Jersey metropolitan area. No, it isn't. When you ask people from around the world where that major city is, it's New York. So, just be happy that you're being included in that general situation and that you're the best team in the new york metropolitan area because let's face it you're better than the rangers you're better than the islanders you're better than the giants and the jets you're better while the yankees and mets aren't even playing but they both suck yeah they're both booty cheeks yep um so the devils are for sure the in terms of the even if you want to extend it to more of new york the bills lost last night and they look like like crap like they are the best new york based sports team right now I don't or know. Not New York. I mean, maybe they're, they're, they're in the New same Jersey. category as the Bills because until you you make it to like the Eastern Conference Finals, that's true. You can't be in the same category. But as the, the Bills, Bills suck right now. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, me. I won major money on on the Bengals because I had yeah. Burrow over one and a half passing TDs, Mixon TD. I had an Irv Smith TD for some dumb reason. Why the, okay, that's <laughs> but like. And just on a quick aside, like, you know how I take, I take fantasy very seriously. Very seriously. I've been in this league and I, if, if I need Keenan Allen and the Chargers D to combine for, I think it's like 15 points tonight, which I think they should do. Well, I mean, my model, I have Keenan Allen in one of my leagues and my Mm. model has him projected to get 11 fantasy points on his own tonight. Good. He's projected for 11, but I'm just, and they're playing the Jets, right? So it's like. The Jets. And the thing is, is like the Jets defense like their passing their passing defense though hasn't been as good because Mm -hmm. outside of sauce gardner there's not really anybody on that back end right now i got like but safeties wise oh so yeah i was gonna say like cj mosley's like a linebacker like exactly but i I have the chargers d and Mm. and any d and i picked it up because i had the bills d and i'm like no so i I ended up picking two defensemen and i put the Chargers in there because they're playing zach wilson yeah, and to be fair, like the Bills have one of the best D's in the league yeah, when Tredavious a, White and Matt Milano yeah, were playing. And, but also it was against the Bengals, against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I'm like, no, thank you. Anyway, back to the hockey. Um, yeah, look, the Devils are... Look, it's a bummer when when a great like borderline superstar player gets gets injured and is out at any time. 
like like for any team, but specifically for the Devils at this point, they were they were killing it. They need to sort of bank points in their division to start the year because their strength of schedule, they have a pretty easy schedule to start. So yeah, they, have a, they have an easy schedule to start. And we also know that I don't think the hurricanes are going to like, are going to be sort of like wishy-washy for that much longer. New too, rod is going to get them yeah. pumping. So you need to get that. It's like, you know, like when you're in school, you bank those, you bank those easy marks at the start of the year. So when the dog days come, and things get harder and you get more tired, you're able to like, you're, you're able to have a safety net. My grade 12 year, I did all my like hard courses semester one. So I had like, well, I did grade 12 course in grade 11 too. But my first semester of grade 12, I had calculus, advanced functions, uh, physics and chemistry, all like grade 12. And then my second semester, two spares, English and economics. That's amazing. (laughs) For for university, I just made sure to like go to every tutorial, ask at least one question, so you get the, the you so you just straight up oh, like it's yeah. easy. You have the at least ten. And as somebody who taught tutorials, yeah, I always gave the benefit of the doubt to the students that either showed up or like made an effort, being like, "Hey, I was looking at this and I have a question that tells me you at least read the stuff." I wouldn't even ask like relevant questions. Really, I would just do I would just do enough so. When the two, when the TA is going to like mark participation, I'm in their mind. They remember that I was there. You know, they don't have to look. You at were the present. I was literally just. I'd be like, oh, but like, what about this? And like, it would barely be relevant to the conversation. But they'd be like, well, when they're marking, they'd be like, oh yeah, Mike asks ask ask questions every time. So yeah, yeah the devils 10%. basically need to. They need to go to their tutorials. Yeah, they and, need to go to the tutorials. And this sucks because now they're missing the best player. But the depth they have is phenomenal. Yeah. Like Jesper Brat is proving oh. that de- that deal, dude. My fire your agent. <laughs> like, what are you doing? The bet. Like, I remember being in that organization when Jesper was just a rookie mm-hmm. and like pounding the table. Please play Jesper. Like in the playoffs, we're healthy scratching him, and I'm like, oh, yeah. play him. Like we we healthy scratched him for Brett Cini, and that was like the only time I went toe to toe with Hines. And he finally cracked, and like I guess Alan Nazardine got to him, and he a played Jesper. Now, to be fair, the game before he sat Jesper, Jesper had five turnovers, and yeah. two of them resulted in goals against. And also, let's just be clear: that's Toronto Marlies legend Brett Cini you're talking about there. So mm. put some respect on his name, yeah, please. Yeah, well, well, put some respect on Toronto Marlies legend Brett, Brett Cini, please. So the Devils, we think they're going to be fine, but it really truly sucks that yes. they're going to be without Jack because that's um, that's super unfortunate. I it does beg the question of like I wonder. I mean, obviously, all like they all worked hard in the off season, mm-hmm. but I wonder if there's something they can do strength and conditioning wise for Jack just because he's a bit of a smaller player. Yes to maybe mitigate the injury concerns because I would hate to have somebody of that caliber mired by injuries because that's just you don't you do not want a Sidney Crosby situation where we are robbed of like multiple seasons like a, of Jack year and a half career of his prime, yeah. because of injuries like I hate I, I still hate that we deal with that with Crosby you know it's 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 interesting like what you can do with that because it is shoulder. Like it's been, it's been the same shoulder every time. And obviously when you hurt something, it immediately becomes like the, the chances of you re injuring that thing. They go up by 40%. Yeah. I was, I thought it was 50. So that's, that's good news. But yeah, I wonder if there's something they can do with that or even just like if they can manufacture custom shoulder pads that, that, you know, help him or, or I know a lot of um, soccer players play with like 
AC braces. Um, I used to play with an AC brace um, when I was coming off my shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. And like, I wonder um, if I know some NHL or do like play with one. I I just wonder, but would it be illegal to install an airbag in, (laughs) in his, in his shoulder pads? Okay. That's what I'm wondering. Imagine someone just hits him and just and then just gets like thrown through the boards, like gets shot through the boards. You know, have you seen Neighbors, like the movie Neighbors? Yes. Yeah, like you know the airbags exactly where they shoot him through the ceiling. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. All right, moving um, on. All right, moving on to the Ducks. Quack quack, Rachel. Everything is more than fine with the Ducks right now. Um, the Anaheim Ducks, man. Look, we we uh, we expected them, and this is Rachel's surprise team. So this is the Rachel was right segment. Oh, as we as we, we we normally have a banner that unfurls and everything, but <laughs> you know it's not here today. I don't know where where it went. Um, but uh, uh, a banner just like <laughs> with like confetti yeah. and some balloons. There's a clown that shows up. You know, no, it's, I it's hate great. clowns. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but no, like that's. The the Ducks, they were Rachel's surprise team, but in real in like real sense, we were expecting them to be better than last year, obviously. I mean, the bar's pretty low for that. Man, I got so much crap for saying I think the Ducks are gonna give teams like a bit of a run this year. Yeah. And like to be fair, we're in the first week of November. So like maybe Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like let's not get carried away. Mm. They handed the Vegas Golden Knights their first regulation loss. This they year. sure did. Vegas does not have a cup hangover, and the to, Ducks said we don't care. To be fair. Vegas was on the second half of a back-to-back, and they were on the road. So, you know, like, circumstances were... So just just to be fair, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the Ducks are killing it so far. Mason McTavish is, like, we we talk about impact centers, and, like, remember when we talked about how having Leo Carlson and Mason McTavish in like, the long run was probably going to allow them to move Zegers to the wing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're there. I mean, obviously, they're bringing Leo Carlson in, which, by the way, seeing a lot of, like, that talk online, I love what Pat Verbeek is doing with Leo Carlson. So many times you see players that are, first of all, way too good for junior hockey. Yes. And instead of, like, playing them in the NHL and maybe just tapering back on what they're doing like how often they're playing, they just send them back to junior and they don't learn anything with Leo Carlson. It's like, okay, we're going to make sure that you don't hit this wall. We're going to gradually bring you in Leo Carlson and Mason McTavish in particular. Yes. He's been their best player. Well, let's also be, let's also make sure that the, the, the listeners, the fans at home know what's happening with Leo Carlson because they're bringing, they're taking a load management sort of aspect to him where they're, like because he's he's used to playing in 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 Sweden, you know, it's a different game. It's also, I believe, only sixty five games. Yeah, so they're basically just easing him in. They're not playing him every night. They're doing a very sort of strategic, like, you know, like like putting him in, sort of testing him, but then giving him adequate rest. And they're measuring. They're using um like monitoring systems mm. to measure his like energy levels, his acceleration, deceleration. And I find that very interesting because Jeremy Bettle. Is there head of uh, head of health and science? Jeremy Bettle was on the. He was the Leafs guru, and he before that he was in what ba- was it basketball or soccer? It was basketball, yeah. but more importantly, Jeremy Bettle it was one of the people that was involved in the Zone Seven research. Zone mm-hmm. Seven is a big thing that gets used in soccer that's been proven to predict and prevent injuries. Nostradamus like, over here. It focuses on like it's a. Um, similar to the catapult tracking system, which the Leafs use and like a lot of other teams use. Um, 
but it's a lot more um, accurate. There's more metrics with it. And he was one of the people that was researching that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that is what Anaheim is using. Pretty much every major worldwide soccer team uses it. I know a lot of basketball teams are using it now. Just hasn't gotten into hockey because it just hasn't. Um, And so I wouldn't be surprised if at least that's a consideration. But I think that when you see Leo Carlson, like what I've noticed is like whenever he sits a game, I'll go back and watch his shifts in the previous game. And I've noticed there's kind of like a dip. And so I really like what they're doing here. Um, You know who doesn't need a break though? Mason friggin' McTavish. Are you, are you high on Mason McTavish? I am high on Mason McTavish. Yeah. I look, this is a, you should also be high on their goalies. Is Lucas Dostal pretty good? Lucas Dostal and John Gibson are, are surprisingly like they are the, they are the uh, the are the we are so we're so back part of the it's over we're back meme sort of a template there. So John Gibson heard everybody talking crap about him and said I took that personally. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he he heard you know he he heard it all he heard the talk if you will he like, heard the people's chatting. Yeah, because it is uh, man like he's got a nine thirteen nine thirteen Luke Stostow nine twenty that seems pretty good to me right That's pretty good six games too like so. That's a fair enough sample size. It's a size. decent sample size where you can go, hey, this is pretty... Uh... And they're splitting. And this is what I've wondered, right? Yeah. When were they going to go to kind of what the Boston Bruins were doing with Swayman and Olmark? Because it seemed to have a positive impact in terms of like rest and recovery. Mm-hmm. The Ducks have played 12 games. Yep. Both have played six. And both have played six. And, and both are performing well. So I wonder how this carries through. This the is the new. This is the new age in the NHL. Like we don't... We, it's the new era in the NHL. Like, aside from maybe an Andre Vasilevsky or an Ilya Sorokin sort of situation or Shesterkin, like, we don't, we are now in an era of, you know, sort of like the 1A, 1B tandems. Don't forget about my boy, Thatcher. Oh, and Thatcher Demko. Demko. Yes. Who we will get into. But, like, it seems like we have now transitioned into that era yep. um, of, you know, of, of the two goalie tandem. Hashtag science? I think hashtag science, like the last time um, uh, a goalie played or well, I think Vasilevsky changed this. But like before that, the last time a goalie played uh, who won the Stanley Cup that year played 60 games in that season was like Jonathan Quick in 2011. You know, right. And then like no goalies played 70 games since Martin Broder. Like those yeah. days are gone, gone. And then if you look at the goalies of the last couple of years, like who've won the cups, like Aiden Hill. Played, played with like Logan Thompson and like yeah. five other dudes. And then you know, he- Sergei Bobrovsky, he was their third goalie to start the, 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 uh, the playoffs, you know, like stuff like that. Uh, even before that, like Vasilevsky was different, but they still had Brian Elliott to like, and help then him. we have where we're going next, which is the Carolina hurricanes <sighs> who have Anderson Ranta and the best goalie, Peter Koshetko. So I want to know, like I tweeted today and I think it's important. Like doesn't, sometimes it feels like life is the Carolina hurricanes. And I'm Pyotr Kachekov. So know? he's the best goalie they why have. Why don't they right want now. him? Like it's the it's the Will Smith. Like why don't why don't he want me, man? Like that kind of thing. So why I, why do they hate him? I can only I spent since you brought it up to me. Mm. I've it's occupied my mind. Okay. And obviously the Carolina Hurricanes very an analytically forward organization. Sure. For crying out loud, Eric Telsky basically runs their operation and he might be the smartest hockey person I know. Eric Telsky is going to like solve world hunger while fixing the power play. Yeah, you know, he has a PhD a, in, in chemistry. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I know that as it pertains to goaltenders and the ducks have kind of done this with Dostel is they left 
their budding young star. And apparently Calgary is still doing this with uh, Dustin Wolf, but the time has come. Mm. So maybe we can loop them in. We've been, we've been over this with Dustin Wolf. They have. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, it's better to have your young goaltender play 60 games at the AHL level than to play 20. 12 yeah. or 20 at the NHL level. But at this point, Anderson is down. He's hurt. Yes. Bring up Peter Koshetkov. That's why you have him. And make him the starting. Like, just do the rotation thingy that you're doing with Anderson with Koshetkov. With Koshetkov so and with Ranta. So just do the Doss style Gibson thing with yeah. Ranta and Koshetkov. And Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. Thank you for coming. The, Off we go. The reason you have him is so if one of your two old and injury prone goaltenders who have proven to be both old and injury prone <laughs> throughout the both, both years they've been with you. Yeah. Um, if they go down, you have a phenomenal young goaltender in Pierre Kachekov, who, by the way, you signed to a four year, $2 million AAV extension last year. And by, by having him in the AHL, a, you're taking on a buried penalty of 850 grand. For, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're on right now. That's I just checked that's on. That's booty cheeks. So they're 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 ran, they're just deciding to nuke like a like basically a, a depth player's worth of salary by keeping this guy down. And you're not even sending him to your own affiliate. Because they don't have one. They've sent him to the Syracuse Crunch, uh, an organization where they could just go, hey, this guy, we don't even own this guy. So who cares if we put him in a good situation? We could we could solely use him by putting him in relief in like 7-1 blowouts and just ruin him if we wanted to. Right, but Syracuse is Tampa's affiliate. Yeah. And, and Tampa's in the Eastern Conference. They could be like, hey, we could slow, we could subtly ruin this goaltender for you if we wanted to. I think there's, there's always some level of agreement yes, when this happens. This is my tinfoil hat. Yeah, but... I mean, Syracuse is always like they're constantly developing players for the Lightning. Mm -hmm. So it, at least like, you know, that Syracuse knows what it's doing. Um, yes. And so but it still doesn't make sense now that it, like, what are you signing Yarl Halak for? Man, I was employed by a team that employed Yaroslav Halak mm -hmm. and he single handedly cost us the playoff spot because we played him in like four games and he was unusable well he's old man like what do you expect and then we had to play him his games play bonus don't even oh my god oh i remember that yeah but then i wasn't there so i don't care but it's but look man it's he's he's 38 now yeah like just why play kashetkov please it, it's it's tough because you look at a team that is as smart as carolina right like they and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and you and you have to think me being, you know, like the the simpleton that I am, I go, OK, well, there has to be something to play here, you know. But then you look at every every sort of angle of this and you go like, maybe maybe this is just a bad decision. Yeah. And like every I mean, good, smart people make poor decisions. Is this like I wonder because then I'm thinking Bill Gates has made poor decisions. He is an objectively smart human yeah. being. But then I think about this and I go, OK. So maybe, maybe, maybe this is a Nadjelkovic uh, sort of situation where they had him, they were high on him, but then they uncovered some sort of flaw in his game where they realized, oh, this guy isn't worth it. But you already committed four years to him. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't have committed four exactly. years to him. So, and, and like, did you discover something in his game like over the summer where you're like, also oh. goalie coaches exist? Yeah. Like what is, I don't understand. But what's the thing about Kashetkov is like, I've heard from multiple teams that like they've called 
And they've said no. And Carolina's like, don't even bother calling so us. That, so what are you doing? Why are you keeping this? And like, it'd be one thing if you're, if it's like a Nick Robertson situation, you're sending him to the Marlies. Because if down you're the, the road, Leafs. You're sending him to Syracuse. Yeah. If you're the Leafs, theoretically speaking. Okay. Let me get in character as the Leafs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I'm here. Okay. You're the Leafs, theoretically speaking. Okay. They clearly want an established goaltender. I'll give you Ilya Samsonov and you can give me Peter Koshetkov if you are so desperate for an NHL goalie. Mm-hmm. Because P- Ilya Samsonov is an NHL goalie by definition. Yes. And then that, like, or if you are the Calgary Flames, I'll give you Dan Vladar and you can give me Peter Koshetkov. Or, That'd be a bad trade. Yeah, it would be a bad trade. But you do you understand? All what of I'm these saying? would be bad. Yes. Oh, they'd all be horrendous um, trades. Uh, yes, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Why you, wouldn't you take that? <laughs> exactly. So it, it seems like this does. This kind of seems so like he's that important to you. Are they okay? And this is uh, this is we're, we're going into in, in, into sort of like relationship theory here. Do they oh like, no. Do they like the idea of Piotr Kerchekov more than Piotr Kerchekov himself? Ooh. I think that, you know, like... Why do I feel like I'm being attacked right now? (laughs) Like, there are people who, like, where I'm like, "Ah, I like the idea of that person, you know? Like, and that, but then I realize... (laughs) Then he realized he was attacking his best friend and her current predicament. Yes, no, but, like, but then you realize it's the actual person, and you go, like, ah, I'm not... But then then they leave, and you go, ah, but I like the idea of that person. That happens to me all the time. I wonder if this is the hockey version of that with pure... With, with the hurricanes where they go like ah we like we like the idea you know like we look at him he's a great young goaltender he's got all these good traits and everything they put him in a game maybe they have there's some flaw they don't like about him so they go oh it's fine well we need to bring in Yarrow Halak we can't trust him but then you know a team calls and they go I don't want to give it up oh like something like that I feel oh, like yeah, there has it's, to it's be a, something it is the relationship theory in that it's like I don't know if I want you but if you start dating somebody mm-hmm. else that's not allowed yeah Exactly. Like, that's basically uh, being there, man. May I'm am I Peter Koshetkov right now? I might be. No, I think you're the Carolina Hurricanes. No, I'm definitely Peter <laughs> Koshetkov. Because like if I if I go out on a date with somebody have, else, holy moly, it is like World War. I League. have definitely been Peter Koshetkov. Like like more times more <laughs> more times than I want to be. That's Guys, for been sure. Peter Koshetkov with my sister. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, except your sister's never been like. If you go out with someone else, I'll kill you. I don't think your sister cares about me enough to think that. So my sister doesn't care about me enough to that's think true. that. Yeah, um, and that's and and that's why I love her so much. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do our, let's do let's end things off with our our new segment: fun stats per sixty. Fun stats. So every every week, no, every episode. We do it once a week or once a week. Okay, because there's only so many stats, Rachel. So we'll talk about stats as like a fun way to like learn what mm. they are, but then like some stats that actually have to do with the stat we're learning about. Yeah. So we're going to do a couple. We Everybody knows what expected goals are. We don't need to mm-hmm. explain what expected. Expected by whom though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Expected by not him. That's for sure. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google uh, expected by whom tweet hockey. My favorite tweet ever was, I think it was either Steve Simmons or Jim Matheson two great guys like when it comes to the analytics movement was has anyone ever scored on a shot attempt before (laughs) there is no way somebody said that because everyone keeps saying that like like everyone keeps so ballyhooing if you will uh uh, shot attempts like has anyone ever actually score on a shot attempt like clearly the thing about a goal is it has to come from a shot and the thing about a shot is it needs to be attempted hey man 
I've seen goals scored off people's butts. I've seen goals scored off people's heads. Uh, you know, like like a tete a tete, if you will. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. So today we're doing we're gonna, spectacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's gonna have to read them off because I, I don't have my glasses on. So I will do that. Let me let me lean in because I don't have my glasses either. I haven't worn them in forever, and that is not good. Um. All right. Starting off with the Canucks. Okay. They've been ha- off to a hot start this year. They you look know? pretty good. They do look pretty good. Their goals for so the, in terms of like they've been outscoring opponents, set, like they've gotten in their games seventy four percent of the goals that leads the league. That's by fa- like a fair margin. That's phenomenal. Their expected goals for is it bad? Let me just I have to squint here. Forty five percent. Oh, oh, that's a thirty percent drop. It's not good. Okay, that's not sustainable. Uh, so that I would say, I don't think either of those numbers are sustainable for the record. They're not, but let I me, think we're going to meet somewhere in I don't the middle think, here. I don't even think the Bruins had like a 74% goals for last year. It was and like they, 62 or something. And like they that. had like a, they had like a 200 goal differential. It, like was, it was, they were a wagon. It was nuts, but they're the anti San Jose Sharks, which we'll oh get to. Oh boy. We talked about them last episode. They, 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 and then they proceeded to lose 10 to right out. We talked about 10, <laughs> one. Last episode, and then the day, the next day, Corey. <laughs> so our intern, God bless him, Corey, made a clip of us talking about how bad the sharks were and tweeted it out, and everything was relevant after they lost ten two. So I had to quote tweet and be like, just so we're clear, like this was before. This was before they got scored on again, ten times. Like we. <laughs> So the Canucks. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Yes. What could possibly be um, responsible for the difference between the goals for percentage and the expected goals for percentage? Well, basically that that means that they're shooting very high. Like they're like they, they you know they they clearly aren't controlling the play. Nope. Like they're in fact the other team is controlling the play fifty five percent of the time, and yet they're scoring seventy four percent of the goals. So that means that their shooting percentage is high, and also. When when that opponent is controlling the play, their goaltender is standing on his dome. So um, Thatcher Demko is far and away leading the Vesna conversation right now, like mm. as in not close. And yet I haven't heard a lot of talk about it. Let's not anger Canucks fans, okay. all right? They're angry enough at me to begin with. Yeah. For some, for still somehow. Anyways, Thatcher Demko when healthy because he is one of those maybe if they stopped running him into the ground you son of a stay up all right um, sorry go go on maybe if they stopped running him into the ground he wouldn't get as injured but thatcher demko we looked up some stats and like my head almost fell off so thatcher demko and keep in mind this is uh you know this this is this is through, uh, he's played what, like 12 games, 10 so games? So the Canucks have played 11, I believe. Demko has played eight. Okay, so he's played eight games. Uh, he has a goal saved above average of 9.31. Can you define goal saved above average? So it's the, it's the goals, like there's an average, based on the workload, there's an average amount of goals. So that, the league save percentage? Yes, you're expected to let in. It's, it's basically the amount of goals you're expected to let in if you post a league average save percentage. Right. And if you and based and how many goals above that is how many goals you saved that are above 
above that number. Basically, how much better you are than a league average goaltender. Exactly. That's much better than the freaking word salad I just pooped out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> a great image. And I hope everyone is eating when they are, uh, when they heard <laughs> wow. that. So nine point. So basically through only eight games so far. He's averaged saving more than a goal per game than he's than, an, than the league average goalie. So every Canucks game, you can basically every Canucks game, you can basically put them up one nothing when you have. That's a great when way of saying it. Thatcher Demko in that because he is going to stop one goal above average. That's absurd. That is that that will help you get out to a like seven, eight, two and one start or whatever they're on. That yeah. Will help. Then um, there's G Sacks. <laughs> G Sacks. Uh, so that's so, game, goals saved above expected. So that's your expected goals minus your goals against. Mm-hmm. He is uh, uh, at thirteen point five. So this Through is eight games. The difference. Okay. So let's just put this into perspective. Let's quickly. Do, do that. The difference between Thatcher Demko and second place for G sacks is the same as the difference between second place and 17th. That's I'm not allowed to swear. That is crazy. Like categorically absurd. Just to give you an idea. It, like this is not obviously sustainable but thatcher demko is performing better than linus allmark did last year and Ilya sorokin that's how good he's been. so that's that did you see the save he made on the weekend i did so he's he's performing better than the guy who won the vesna and the guy who should have won the vesna crazy and the guy yeah like the guy who's been the best goaltender in the league mm. for a couple of years and he's also performing better than UC Soros did towards the end of last year. And UC Soros towards the end of last year was like was a, Dominic was in God mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy was nuts. And so you look at it and like, yes. The other thing is, is Vancouver. You look at that go and you go, yes, that's what you said. I'm like, yeah, yep. 100%. You go, yes, Thatcher Demko has mm-hmm. been the main reason for this. Look, the Canucks are playing well. But they're star players. Elias Pettersson, uh, JT Miller, Quinn Hughes Quinn is the Hughes. front runner for the Norris, Quinn and Hughes, it is not close. Quinn Hughes is playing hockey like he got the gold star in Mario, and he's just bulldozing everyone, going like, like that is he is uh, he had a five point night on the weekend. He easily could have had more too. Rick Tockett took him off the power play. Boo, Rick! Let him cook. Let him cook. He's actually cooking. Why would you take what? Yeah, because they were like, oh, it's uh that's like the the goal, the 10-1 goal against Vancouver was goalie interference, and he didn't challenge it. And Demko was furious. Cause it was it would have been Why, called that. Hold on. Why would he take Quinn Hughes, who is who is like among the league leaders in points as a defenseman this year? He took him off the power play in the San Jose game when they were up like seven. Oh, okay. That okay. Sorry, I thought you were like he, he's oh no i, thought, I was like take him off i was like play. wait a minute that's a fireable offense wait a minute but no it was more of like uh gonchar would like poop himself. yeah I was saying, it, was, it was more of a like like we're we're it's like a mercy rule type thing right okay which oh. like i'm oh. not i understand the coaching fraternity but i'm not in favor of that this is a professional this is sport. sports man you are paid multiple millions of dollars if you don't want to lose 10-1, simply be better. This is professional sports. Kill your opponent. Like, yeah. that's what you're supposed to the do. The Ravens didn't put in their backup quarterback when they were up 30-3 to on the weekend. No. You don't do that. No, you don't want to lose by that much. Be better, not hard. Right? And and so you look with the Canucks. They're getting... It's kind of like a... 
it's a perfect mix. It's actually exactly what you want in the playoffs. You want your goaltender basically turning into Dominic Hoshik mm-hmm. and every single one of your star players bumping around with a Mario gold star. Yeah. Right. So to kind of give you an example of like the difference between the Canucks and they'll love this, the Leafs. Um, Two Leafs have gold stars right now. William Nylander and Austin Matthews. Actually, John Tavares is on gold star mode. doing fantastic. Uh, The goaltending, they're in mini mushroom mode. Do you want to know the last time a a Leaf not named Matthews, Marner, Tavares, or Nylander scored a goal for the Leafs? I probably don't. But like, like, I want you to guess. Uh, Was it before or after my latest mentee breakdown? I think it was before it was, Jeez. it was, I believe in the, either the first or second period of their game against the Dallas stars on October 26th. And it was Tyler Bertuzzi. That's the last time a leaf. That was before my mentee. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the last time a leaf not named Tavares, Matthews, Marner, or Nylander scored a goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Whereas if you look at the Vancouver Canucks game mm. sheets, even if you remove the sharks game sheet, mm. JT Miller, um, Elias Pettersson, Andre Kuzmenko's cooled off, which we talked about being a regression situation. Well, no, but, he, he, but he's contributing in terms of like getting shots on goal, assists, things like that. Quinn Hughes has been hilarious. He started rough, but actually Kuzmenko's been doing very well. The Hughes-Heronic pairing is one of the best in the league. I still think they should split them up to like um, spread the wealth around. But while they're playing this well, it's really hard to make the argument. Um, so basically, the Canucks win when they're on the ice, and they get absolutely caved when they're not on the ice. But as long as you're winning the scoreboard battle, I mean, I can't exactly blame Rick Tockett for doing what he's doing, but let's all of their stars playing this way is not sustainable for the entire yeah. season. Although if Elias Pettersson keeps this up, they are not going to be able to afford him because that's going to be a $12 they million contract. They can't contract. afford him right now. He is literally... My model that has like the salary cap component to it right now has him projected for a twelve point four five million dollar contract. That's what he's worth. To be fair though, and like I just looked up, like Kuzmenko has seven points in his last seven games. Hey, so he's he's rat warming up, and that includes uh, like a uh, their most recent game where he had where he put up like zeros across the board. Yeah, so he's warming up because he started yes. and it was not cute. He started he started rough, but he McCavs looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, since coming back into the lineup mm-hmm. after ACL surgery, he has lost a step. You of can course. see it, but he's looked good. And hey, their penalty kill is better. Oh, their penalty kill is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, like I mean, they were a league worse last year. Oh yeah. And Adam Foot took it over and was like, "Hey, we're going to be a lot harder to play against in front of our net." And Thatcher Demko was like, "Hey, if you just move people out of the way, I'll make the saves. You leave the goalie stuff to me." Mm-hmm. And He's kept his word, Thatcher Demko, more than that. So good on the Canucks. I think what we're looking at here is a team that isn't obviously a 74% goals for team, but isn't an expected goals for team of 45%. I think we're probably looking at a team that's like 53% mm-hmm. expected goals. Like that's probably the true talent of this team. And you know what? That's a pretty good team. And they're banking, like we said, they're banking points. This could be this hot start. 
as unsustainable or like as unsustainable it as it is, this could be the difference between them getting in the playoffs. Absolutely. Well, that was the issue we had the like the back half of the season I was there mm-hmm. was they started like oh eight and one, but they went on with a Travis tear. Green, and then Bruce came in and was like, "Get on this horse, we go," mm-hmm. and we narrowly missed and that was part of it was the start. And so like, even if you hope that everyone stays healthy, I freaking hope that your Dumko wins. Like, first of all, I think a lot of people wrote him off. Um, I really hope people kind of remember how good Thatcher Demko is. Um, yeah. Qu- Quinn Hughes has finally gone mainstream for being as good as he is. Mm-hmm. And Elias Patterson is not getting enough credit for how good he is defensively. Now let's talk about the sharks. So you know how we said the Canucks are scoring 74% of the goals in, in all games they're a part of? Yeah. The Sharks are scoring 13%. Is that bad? That's horrendous. So that's actually the lowest. Yeah. That has to be the lowest. I've league. ever seen. Yeah. This, like, we we had an entire segment on our last show about whether or not the Sharks will be, like, the worst team of the, of the, uh, of the salary cap era. It's a resounding yes so I far. I'm starting, like, if they keep this up. It is legitimately like the word like and let's not blame David Quinn here. Yeah, people have you looked at that roster. What is he supposed to do? Scotty Bowman could not coach that team. Dude, like like Like, Jesus himself could not coach that team. Okay, like like like, like you look at that roster. It is horrendous. Yeah. if, If somebody gives you poop, you can't turn poop into a Gordon Ramsay meal. It just turns into a meal of poop. Like, don't fire the waiter for giving you poop when he was given the poop to begin with. Right. And also, like, this is what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing, they're tanking exactly the way you're supposed no to be G- tanking. No GM and no coach have executed, have, have, uh, have executed their, their specific organi- organizational game plan better sharks than mike greer and david quinn i'm sure honestly i am sure that there are some fan bases around the league over the past like half decade that wish their teams executed a tank with this level of success oh yeah so yeah the sharks they're not going to sustain that but i wouldn't be surprised if they finished the year around like 35 which is which is which is absolutely insane but like what can possibly change from this uh, like, like that's what I. The that's, thing about it that scares me is yeah. this is with Hurdle and Couture and yeah. Ferraro, yeah, who are objectively good hockey players, and like probably at least one of those guys. I'm I'm assuming Ferraro will get traded at the deadline. I has have to think at least one of them, kind of thing. Um, I don't. Yeah, like the Sharks are. We did like a whole segment on them, but it was worth bringing up that they are 13 percent goals for. Goodness gracious. So the Avalanche, on the other hand, they... The they, Avalanche and the Devils are kind of in the same spot. The Avs are the inverse uh, Canucks, I'd say. Oh, they, really? They are... The Avs have a goals for percentage of 43.1%. Oh, that seems low. So they, so other they're, you know other teams are, are scoring 40... Or, sorry, 57% of the goals of their games. But their expected goals is 58%. Oh, the so abs they, are going to be fine. Yes, so the abs are, are going to be fine. So they are the inverse of the Canucks right now, where they're yeah, like their expected goals. The way they are playing is showing uh, is showing a team that should be outscoring their opponents by quite a bit, but instead and, it's the opposite. And similar, I believe the Devils are in the same boat, and the Oilers as well. 
and the Oilers. Now, the difference between the Oilers and the other two teams is that the other two teams are at the top of the standings. And the, uh, the, and the Oilers are very not. And the difference, too, is that the Oilers have, like, truly, so historically bad goaltending right now. So the Avs are, in 10 games played, one point behind the Stars, four first in the Central. Mm-hmm. The Oilers are, I believe, other than the Sharks, in last place. They have five points. My goodness, they have five points. Um, And the Devils are second. So, yeah, the Avs and the Devils are in the same spot. Yeah. Where they're, what is the Devils' goals for percentage? I think it's in the 40s, too. The Devils? Yeah. The Devils' goals for percentage is in the 40s, too. Let me pull that up. Let me pull that up. Vamp, Rachel, vamp. It is... I believe it's in the 40s and like they're similar to the abs. So if you look at it, your play usually dictates where you are in the standings. So the abs and the devils. No, the devils have a positive, like they have a positive goals for they like they've, they've scored 43 and they've given up 38. Okay. So the no, but are, I was thinking like the expected goals wise, I feel like I saw similar cause I was, I was running a, I was running the model and it was like the devil's actual goals for were in the forties, but their expected goals for was the high fifties. So I was like, Oh, the abs and the devils are in the same sort of spot, but they're both second in their division. Mm. I mean, obviously the devils are without Jack Hughes now, but you're seeing that they're winning the games mm-hmm. because they're getting like adequate goaltending. Not neither team is getting excellent goaltending. No, but it's they're adequate. getting, they're getting good enough. I could put, a shooter tutor in the Edmonton goal mm-hmm. and it might stop more pucks. Like no joke. I dude, we we are if this keeps up for another week, like we have to do an entire segment on the Oilers. Like And you know what the solution isn't? Let's get this right. Yeah, it is not firing Jay Woodcroft. And it is certainly not hiring Joel Quenville. Yeah, that is not even Not on the table. But it's just it's literally like their 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 problem is Goaltending, like it's like it's it's that's it. Peter Koshetkov, May- maybe. <laughs> Hello. Like that, that could be a fit. Dustin Wolf. Like that could be. Well, there's no way Calgary. Could would you get. imagine? There's no freaking way that would ever happen. But, um, like this is. Man, I pitched. Do you want to know something that I pitched? What did you I, pitch? What did you pitch? I pitched that Edmonton should, like, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. should trade for Thatcher Demko. Yeah. Because they have the pieces to do it like at the time ryan nugent hopkins uh they could do that now he that's a hundred point player right they got zach hyman there's dylan holloway there's there's a bunch of like Evander young Kane. young players goodness gracious uh yeah you know what i think the canucks would be interested in that um absolutely they would so i think if you look at it um that is their main issue because i actually think that darnell nurse has looked pretty good mm-hmm. to start um, Matias Ekholm's Matias Ekholm, Evan Bouchard, my goodness, he is real good. Um, but there are two main issues with the Oilers. Hit me. Uh, the goaltending. Yes. And is anyone outside of no. 97, 28, 93, and 18 capable of scoring? Like, Apparently they, not. They're trying to, ad- they've tried to address their secondary scoring with all manner of everything. I don't know what the deal is, but I, like, is it mental? It's just like, oh, like those guys are going to save us. It might be, but even like, I would say even holy I, w- crap. I would say 
like 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 Nugent Hopkins and Hyman are secondary scorers. No, they're in the primary category. They are. They the, are now, I guess. But they were since last season. They were signed at or like they were they were thought of and signed as secondary scorers that became primary. Right. So, so you've, you've got four, four guys four that are primary, primary scorers. scorers. But you signed Vander Kane to be to to give you secondary scoring. He's not right now. And who could have seen that coming? Um, you know, like like Holloway not doing much. Ryan McLeod not doing much. Well, uh, Ryan McLeod, I think, is more. He's not really a like. Yes, you'd like more offense out of yes. him. Excellent two way player. Yeah. Um, I think they haven't given Dylan Holloway enough of a chance high enough up the lineup. Play well, him I, in the top six, please. Well, like I see, I'm seeing that like Warren Fogles in your top six, Why? stuff like that. Like it makes no sense. Another another big big aspect here too is the fact that like Evan Bouchard is not. A, the Darnell Nurse contract just continues to look terrible. But at least he's playing better he's this playing year. He's playing better. But like Evan Bouchard, who was like looking to be, to, he was looking like he could challenge friggin' like Eric Carlson's numbers last year if he continued his, his pace into this season. He hasn't. What, how many points does he have? Because he looks incredible. Like when I watch Maybe the I'm Oilers play this. with my eyeballs, Bouchard looks good. Like he's creating scoring chances. He's throw the sharks have one point. Like, come on. <laughs> like I was just, I'm just looking that up right now. Oh, you know what? Never mind. He's got, he's a point per game guy. Okay. Uh, for a defenseman, you take that back. You apologize to him. Right I now. apologize to him. He's shooting. He's shooting fine. Like 8.6. That's fine. Yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. Darnell nurse needs to step. He's got three points. Right. But defensively nurse looks much better yeah. this year. But also, and he's also been taken off the power play because now yeah. it's, it's Bouchard and Ekholm, which it should be. Good yep. job. Jay Woodcroft. Yep. Contract be damned. But you know what? I do wonder, and I, I've always wondered about this with Darnell Nurse. Does taking him, does taking the offensive load off of him allow him to focus on his defense and use his skating to be more effective defensively? Because he is a great skater. Yeah, and I think so. And so maybe, you know what? Maybe nine and a half is too much. But if is. he can be, if nine and a half is too much, if he can be a seven and a half million dollar mm -hmm. really good defenseman, then it's manageable. Well, it's manageable in the sense that you like it's a great asset, but this is a team that has to play a guy short most nights because of the salary cap. So if anyone's getting fired, it's Ken Holland. Well, it, yeah. If Ken Holland, like, well, Jeff Jackson is running the operation now. Yeah, and like, they just hired that director of analytics, who's a whip smart guy. So I'd have to think that it was someone from Twitter, wasn't it? Uh, no, he uh, used to work for Sport Logic. Oh, okay. Um, he's yeah, he's he's a really smart. But like this fella. is if anyone if anyone should go, quote unquote, it is it is Ken Holland. He's the one who signed that deal. Like Jeff Jackson came in like towards the late summer. Like what's right. he, what's he going to do? Like it's yeah, like we're talking about, oh, should Jay Woodcock get fired? How about the guy who is like pissed away draft capital and cap space? And now like the primes of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Like he's he's made one good trade. It's the echo. It's the echo trade. Yeah. But like other than that, but like with that one echo trade, you have the like the Athens. Athanasiu trades, you know, you have the, the nurse extension. I was going to say, how about we, yeah, the you nurse know, like, extension, like the nurse extension, the, uh, the Campbell contract, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like, like Ken Holland has done a bad job with the Oilers. He freaking knocked it out of the park with, uh, with Matthias Ekholm. So it's like, he's capable. It's just like what, but also it's like, that's one trade. Man. Yeah. And, and it works so well because you already, you inherited a job with pretty much the two best offensive players on the planet. Right. I mean, I think the Hyman contract has proven to be pretty good. The yes. Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract that we all kind of raised an eyebrow at has proven to be pretty good. But that like you can't have a defenseman making nine and a half million dollars. That's worth two. He's got to be at least worth seven. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so 
yeah, the Oilers goaltending wise, oof. Uh, and then like Cody Cece. Like I can't even have Schadenfreude because like there's actually a different German word that I think I'd cause Mike to have a stroke with if I said it. Or it would sound like you're having a stroke. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I don't know. Like I don't, it, you watch them play and they very clearly, very similar to the Senators actually, they haven't given up on their coach. No. Like the Sens haven't given up on DJ Smith. No, Shout out it, Brady Kachuk for actually calling out. Listen, listen, I, I'm glad that he did that. I also don't think the fans are in the wrong at all. No, but that vitriol needn't be pointed at Brady Kachuk. It's not pointed at Brady Kachuk. It's pointed at like, like he, he was like, oh, all the booing and everything. Maybe win. And then you're like, I can't, for example, like I was, you know, I cover every, every Leafs game. I was, do you? I do. I'm covering one tonight even. And I didn't go. Yeah. Okay. So is it true? I have to ask. Cause like somebody texted me about this and like, I, we're going to get into this maybe later this week. Yeah. Um, Depending uh, on how tonight goes, we will. Uh, um, we're going to no, you don't even know where I'm going. With oh, this. okay. Never we're mind. We're going to get into um, kind of like, I'm, I'm getting ready to kind of be open about my mental health mm-hmm. because I've had a couple people tell me that like, it could really help a ton of people if I do that. And I think I'm in a good spot now where I think I can do that. Um, you are wearing Grinch socks today. So no, put those feet away, Rachel, not for free, not for free. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that I can just do that with my hip is somewhat unsettling. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, did I see somebody throw their bra on the ice? You sure did, Rachel. Hey, so I've been you in a sure mental did. state the past two weeks. Not for all the tea in China would I be removing my bra and throwing it anywhere in public. That like ladies, even even for a Matthews hat trick, ladies, no. I what I want to say, and this is a PSA. Or or you know what, you know what that tells me that ladies' boobs are too small because I and a lot of other women cannot walk around without a bra because it hurts. So what I want to (laughs) say, and this is a PSA, and I want the camera to focus in on me. If you are that woman, my DMs are open. Michael. And on that note, Rachel, <laughs> I think we have brought the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to slap him. A, to a close. Um, donate to Jumpstart. Yes. Phenomenal charity uh, charity organization. They are our charity of choice, and we love them so dearly. Uh, and it's a great cause to help children of, of, uh, of you know disadvantaged economic backgrounds participate in team sports, which is very, very important. And the link to donate is in our bio. Mm-hmm. We're going to have maybe like some fun little giveaway contests having to do with jumpstart coming up. So, um, yeah, it's a great way to support, um, kids from underprivileged backgrounds and the wealth gap has never been bigger. And Mm -hmm. so it's really important that we aren't taking away from children's opportunities. I think that's great. So on that note, Rachel, uh, I think we will bid everyone a farewell and we'll see you on Thursday.